Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. We are the one, two, three, star losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Hey, yo, and I'm Eddie, and I know the least about sports, but I'm your average sports watcher, your sports fan. I just don't know the who's who's or the what's what's. What's up, you guys? I'm Ray. I'm from the North. I'm the alpha male. I'm a Yankee. If you go to a bar, usually people are drinking Cosmos, margaritas, drinks like that, maybe a long neck. Not me. I'm shotgunning, baby. That's right, and we are joined. But we've been having some, you know, controversy on the show about these overtime rules. So we thought, why not get an NFL player on the phone? So we got Matt Overton. Man, this is better than the Rich Eisen show. Man, this is pretty legit. Yeah, can you you want to give your stats? You want to give your credentials about you know being an NFL player? You know your your history, your bio. Oh no, man, we don't need to talk about that. I'm just the upside down quarterback for the. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, formerly with the Colts. Okay, All right. very 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 obscure. I'm a very obscure position, but I'm the long snapper. I hike the football to the punter and the kicker. But you do play in the NFL. Like, if you just listen in, he just sounds like a normal caller. This is an NFL player. Like, like you turn on the TV (laughs) on Sundays, and you see him on the field knocking helmets with fools. I mean, I tried, Coach. I'm trying to get down there and smack some head, dude, you know? I know. I I I see you running around over there looking for someone to put on their ass. I'm trying, man, and not get put on my ass. <laughs> right. All right. Well, to start the show, we play a little game called Would You Rather? We play a game called Would You Rather? So I'm going to give you a scenario, and you got to pick which one you'd rather do. Wait for your turn, Matt. I'll tell you when it's your turn. Would you rather 
Be stuck watching reruns of Full House or Saved by the Bell? I'll go first. Full House. I mean, Full House is it's full of life lessons. I mean, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey, and then Dad, Danny Tanner. Like, they all have life lessons. And then if you need a female's perspective, then Becky, you know? Aunt Becky's in there. Like, the house is full of lessons. Guys, if you're having a question about life, just watch Full House. They'll answer it for you. I'm going to have to go Saved by the Bell. It taught us everything we need to know about life. There's a place called the Max. That's going to be your hangout with your boys and the chicks. In high school, you don't want to be a geek or a nerd like Screech. He's going to get picked on, so you want to be an athlete. Oh, so what sport do I play? Oh, I wrestle like Slater, and then Slater gets a really hot girl. Oh, where do I go on vacation? Oh, Hawaii, places like that. Saved by the Bell taught you the cool things to do in high school, and it kind of made you cool. And I love Saved by the Bell. Zach's cool. Slater's cool. Chicks are hot. Man, so that's what it's like in high school. Really hot girls, and y'all just chill and so tell jokes. Way, is that the way it was in high school for you? I wrestled. My last name's Slater. I had a hot <laughs> girlfriend. Dude, I so, lived yeah. Saved by the Bell. Okay. I mean, Saved by the Bell is where it's at. My brother and sister loved what? Full House. And Rescue 911 was on at the same time as Full House, and we used to fight over the TV because I wanted to watch Rescue 911. So I never really got into the Full House thing. Saved by the Bell, not only did I watch the middle school years, but I watched the high school years, and that was what life was all about. What about the college years? College years, I did watch that, but it was terrible. And I remember Screech in the college years watching the NFL game, and he was like, who are you cheering for? And Screech goes, I'm cheering for the refs. What? Like, how stupid. Well, that's Screech, because his his character is stupid. I loved Saved by the Bell, and I loved the hot chicks, the drama, the everything. You're always like, ooh, they're going to get in trouble. And Mr. Belding, oh, so good. Miss Bliss back in the middle school days. Matt, Saved by the Bell or Full House? Well, I'm, you know, personally, I'm a boy makes world kind of guy, but uh, I'm going to get to go with, uh, I think I watched more Full House, to be honest with you, but I liked, I'm going to have to go with, uh, Saved by the Bill, though. All right, and that's how we play Would Would You Rather! That's that's why I can't be friends with you guys. Because we like good TV? No, you like terrible TV. And I do have to say, we're bringing the energy. We're in studio. We all here have the camaraderie. Matt just sounds like he's out on the back bed of his truck looking out over a lake and it's snowing out or something like that. He sounds so relaxed right now. It's not even funny. If you follow Matt on socials, like the dude wakes up at the butt crack of dawn. He does. He says a prayer and he reflects on life every morning. I'm like, dude, of course he's chill. Every day. This is Matt's life, man. We're just a little speck in it. I love it. Uh, yeah, man. so I'm just—I'd rather be there in person with you guys, but this is this is better than than not. Yeah, this That's is this is a this is a big deal. Like we're 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 there, there's so much. I mean, here we are on Wednesday, and we're still talking about overtime and the rules and should they change? Is it is it fair to? Uh, have the coin flip decide who gets the ball and only have one possession. So we wanted to go to someone that actually plays football to get his opinion. Because <laughs> Not a bunch of idiots. Not a bunch of idiots. Around. Because before I go to Matt, I just want to go over the, the some stats that are out there. Since they implemented these new rules where if you score a touchdown the first possession, the game is over. There have been 118 overtime games, okay? Of these, only 23 were won on the opening drive. So the one that won the coin toss went down and scored a touchdown. 23 out of 118 games. So that tells you that defenses can make a stop. A TD, uh, 
wins by that team. Now, is that is that? It, I, I don't mean to disrupt, but is that the new the new change where a field goal can't end the game? Right. That's yes. Since 2012, yeah. yes, 118. All right. So there's been 50. There's only been a 30, 23 games where the opening drive is a TD, so they won the game outright. Gotcha. And so wins by the team that has the the possession of the ball second, 52 wins. So not only that, 52 per, 52 games have been won by the game the team getting the ball second right there on their second on their first possession. So the first team kicks a field goal, second team goes down, scores a touchdown, wins. So the coin toss does not determine the winner of the game. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, I mean, all right. But Matt, let's let's talk about you. Okay. Let's let, let's. What is your feeling about this whole controversy about? Oh, everybody should get a possession. Everybody should get a chance to show their skills. NFL player. Here we go. All right. Well, I'll, I'll say this again, and I just truly believe in my heart that if KC would have won the toss and Mahomes took him down for the game-winning drive and scored a touchdown, we would not be having the discussion because the fact that Tom Brady did it. Everyone's up in arms and wants to see a rule change for overtime because everyone hates Tom Brady in the past. 98% of the country wanted that, them to lose. So I think that's why the discussion is being had is because, you know, Tom Brady in the past did it in a fashion that just, I mean, completely destroyed the hearts and souls of Kansas City Chiefs fans all over the world. I mean, what, what Tom Brady did on that drive and Edelman, all the catches and Gronk, the the catch over Eric Berry, and then them just running the, the ball like a, a high school zone read up the middle to score the game-winning touchdown. I mean, it was just – that team was just distraught, and it was awesome to watch. But uh, I really just believe that uh, we're having this, 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 this discussion because of the fact that Tom Brady and the Patriots did it. So I don't like the fact that, you know – actually, no, I, I mean, it's been implemented now since 2012. There's never been an uproar about it until now. Perhaps maybe tweak something in you know the postseason. Yeah, sure, there's a few options out there. But in my opinion, every single game in the regular season is just as crucial. I mean, there's teams that are one game away from missing the postseason. So if they were to change the postseason rules on overtime, then I would suggest that they, they do the same for regular season games as well um, and just make it even all the way, all the way through. Um, obviously – you know the overtime rule in regular season. It, it, it if you don't score, no, neither team scores within that uh, first period, then it's the draw, um, and you can't have a draw in the playoffs. So that's the only difference. But I mean, the rules are the rules, and the Patriots, you know, went down and scored, and you know, and shoot, it's the way it rolls. You know, I think that uh, it's all good. Everyone's just pissed off because it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. Do you think? that D Ford is getting off easy because everybody is is mad at the rules in overtime. They should be if your guy doesn't line up offsides, which I don't know how you can just look down and see that your head is past the football on the defensive side of the ball, they win the game. And no one is talking about that because they're talking about overtime. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's a huge penalty that cost them the game. Um now they're they're talking about how they should have been warned, but you can't warn a guy for being offsides. I mean, he's either offsides or he's not. And so, yeah, it's. I mean, he was blatantly offsides. He was in neutral and half his body was in neutral zone. So, I mean, he wasn't. Uh, you didn't see any coaches screaming at him to get back. You didn't. You didn't see any teammates pulling back. 
Um, I mean, shoot. I, I mean, I guess he's getting off it a little easy. Um, and his, his defensive coordinator took the took the blow for that one, I guess, because he just got fired yesterday. Yeah, well, I think but, he I got mean, fired he because they were a terrible defense. I mean, 31st overall well, yeah, in the NFL. I mean, well, and it's not just this year. It's been They've been at the bottom of the barrel for the past, like, three seasons. Um, I think they're, like, you know, 24th, 27th, and this year 31st. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they haven't been very, very good. Um, and so, uh, D4 is the coordinator is out. And, yeah, D4, I mean, D4 is not getting up lightly. I mean, I'm, they're not talking about it as much in the media and stuff, but that dude – Oh, yeah, he's he's beating himself up sort of like Cody Parkey was beating himself up when he he missed the field goal for the Bears. I understand internally he is just I don't know, sort of like last year with I forget who it was for the Saints that gave up the the touchdown to Stefan Diggs in the divisional round. I mean, I understand they're taking it personal, but I'm saying in the media, everybody is concentrating on the coin flip, the coin flip, the coin flip, but you don't really hear talk about D Ford, which for good for him because he's not having to deal with that. Did he jump? Uh, was he lined up offsides during regulation or during overtime? Regulation, when Brady threw the see, interception. See, I don't think you can even bring that into the mix because it does anything before overtime is scratched. Like, no, the no, game, because the game, was, the game was tied 0 0. I mean, we go overtime. So the conversation about overtime is that there was no chance for Mahomes or, or the offense to even that that's that's the frustration. Anything that happened before the game, it's X'd out. I understand the game could have been over if that could have happened. Same thing with the Saints. I get it, but the overtime rule is because of over to what happened overtime. All the stuff that happened before overtime, I mean you can't it just didn't it's not even a topic. Yeah, there's questionable calls across the board in every game. I mean you can nitpick and pull apart every single game that's officiated. I mean that's human error. These, these uh, refs are supposed to be making, you know, these bang bang calls. And I mean, perfect example is the Rams and Saints pass interference. You know, that was just a blatant missed call and embarrassing for the entire league. And you know, in the outcome of that game. But you're right; you can't go back and look at plays that happen in the regular time of a game and, and relate it to what happened in overtime. Hey Matt, question: You say that ninety percent of the country roots for the for you know the Chiefs or whatever. Why does America hate Tom Brady and the Patriots? In your opinion, I mean, just success, man, and just winning and just crushing the soul and hope of every other team that thinks they have a chance to beat them. Would you say jealousy? And this comes from this comes from personal experience, dude. I mean, I, you know, when I came to the Colts, um, it was. Year in, year out, pretty much at the time when, when Peyton was here, um, it was the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chargers. I mean, one of those teams always matched up in the playoffs at some point, and it always seemed to come down to, you know, New England and the, the Colts for a few years there. And the Colts finally got past them one year um, in a big win here at home. But uh, so when I came to the Colts, it was always like the hated rivalry, right? It's like, you know, you're kind of forced to hate the Patriots. And early on, it was kind of like, you know, it was a big rival game, but like for the Patriots, it was never really a rival game because we've never beaten the Patriots in years. Since post, post Peyton Manning, we've never beaten the Patriots. And I think Peyton Manning only beat the Patriots maybe once. I don't, I don't know what the stat is on that. But so coming into here um, and living in Indy, I mean, everyone just hates the Patriots. And I learned quickly that they are super legit because they beat us like 40 something to like 20 every time we played. And that's Were they the cheating though? 
So I was I was a part of the play gate. I was in that game. I was in that AFC Championship game for that. That's what I'm talking about. And I, I don't know. I, wait, wait, wait. Matt, did you feel the ball? Matt Overton, NFL player. Matt, Matt, finish finish what you're saying. I did not because we use K-balls. So we don't use, we don't snap, <laughs> you know, we don't snap the, the quarterback ball. So I wouldn't have never known. He, but ha- he has his week, own ball. The, the week, yes, I have my own balls. They're special. <laughs> Oh but uh, we had we had gotten a tip because the week prior, the Baltimore Ravens, who should have beat the Patriots in that game in the first, uh, I believe, the divisional round, they lost to the Patriots, and they tipped us off saying that there was some discrepancy with the balls and to look out for that kind of stuff. But this was this was for the K balls. This was their special teams coordinator reaching out to our special teams coordinator and say, hey. Make sure that you check the ball pre-game. Our kicker noticed something kind about. of, you know, different. Um, so we went into that game with with the understanding that potentially there be, could be something wrong with the K balls, and we checked them pre-game, all that kind of stuff, and they all checked out legit. Um, and so uh, after that game, the news of the plate gate blew up on the media, and I was like watching, you know, all the analysts and ESPN. I was like, that was never even a concern during the game. Like, I didn't hear one dude complain about the balls on the sideline or anything. That's crazy to and me. I, it's almost I, it's almost like, you I know, you, you're about to go, like, you know, play a poker game or whatever, and they're like, hey, that dude over there, just heads up, you know. He's, you know, in the past, he's had an ace up his sleeve, like, just heads up, you know. And you're like, all right, he didn't cheat when I played him. All right, cool, cool, but I heads up. If someone has the reputation of heads up, to me, it's like, God, man, I hate them. But I just find it funny that the Ravens actually reached out to you guys, and that's that. That tells me that everybody hates the Patriots because <laughs> the Patriots keep winning. Because that they actually reached out to your team to that, say, that, "Hey, that man!" Impressive. Like they gave you a little tip, like look out for this. But they the never dude really has an ace in the sleeve. They really man, never watch found out. anything, and that's the thing. Like, that I think people are jealous. That it, it, would you say jealousy is a part of what the problem is? It, with um, people are so mad because they are so successful that they're jealous of what. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have done? 100%. And I think when I, you know, because I kind of, I mean, I had, I never had like a hatred feeling towards the Patriots. I always wanted to beat them. Don't get me wrong. I always wanted to feel what it felt like to beat those dudes, especially at their place. And it's, it's literally unheard of. Like people never or rarely win at Foxborough. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And um, so, I mean, I was just kind of, I, I would think my respect level for the Patriots grew from the Atlanta game, that Super Bowl, that comeback. And I was sitting there watching, and I was like, there's no way the Patriots can win this. They're down, what was it, 28 or something at halftime? Three. Um, Tom Brady was throwing picks. There was missed field goals. I'm like, dude, there's no way they're coming back. But sure enough, they made the plays. They made the adjustments. Atlanta seemed to literally vacate everything they were doing successfully in the first half. And Tom Brady just picked them apart, and they went down, and Edelman made all those catches, and it was incredible. And I was sat there in utter amazement that that was when I, I said to myself, and I tweeted out to the world that Tom Brady. That was when the discussion of who was the best quarterback of all time, and that that was the exclamation mark for me when Tom Brady won that Super Bowl, and he became the greatest. And now he's just building on that and his legacy, and I think the fact that he's, like, more uh, active on social media, people just hate it. Like, his videos, 
<laughs> the video was great. That video was great on Sunday of him and Gronk walking to the team bus. Oh, that was so awesome. But it's not even just that. It's all his all his videos that he gets made, and it's like the uh, LFG for, you know, let's effing go. That's their, like, hashtag. And um, people just hate it. And the fact that he's, like, a good-looking dude, his wife makes four times the amount that he does. Um, I mean, he's just like – and then his Facebook documentary, I don't know if you watched that. But yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was good. They didn't uh, want the final episode to be him losing the Super Bowl, so maybe they do another documentary this year because it kind of looks like he's going to win the Super Bowl. But I agree. That Facebook documentary, if you really want to learn about Tom Brady and, I mean, kind of the money he has, you know, the special trainer, his life, it was a great documentary. Yeah. And it how disciplined he is. How disciplined he is. It was made from the eyes of Tom Brady, so, of course, it made it all him yeah, look, look see, awesome and stuff thing. like Don't that. Don't ever say, if you want to learn more accurately about something, watch the documentary. Well, I mean, it's, it's not, not a thing. No. It's not so Matt, That's where we learned about I, before him we let you kid. go, I got a couple. <laughs> one more question: As a football player, if you're on the sideline and that's the way you lose, is that you never get a possession in overtime? Do you feel it's fair, or do you just feel and you say, "Yeah, you know what? Our defense should have stepped up," or are you like, "Man, it's not fair. We didn't get a possession." Dude, it sucks losing, especially in that you know when you make it that far into the playoffs. First of all, it's hard to make the playoffs, and then winning the playoffs. Is even harder, and then you literally have the best team of the past decade on their heels, and you should, you know, you, you went back down with like 37 seconds to tie it up and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it was just incredible. But to lose that way sucks, absolutely. Um, it's even worse with the D Ford offside because I mean that was that was the game. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think you can sit here and complain about the rules being unfair because the rules have been in place for so long now. Um, that it is what it is. You know what you're getting into. And the thing is, it's like, you know, the, I would argue that, you know, if I were the Chiefs and I went down to that uh, scoring, what was it, like two minutes left in the game and they went down and scored, yeah. I told myself, I was, like, I was like, dude, they scored way too fast. They scored way too fast. I mean, you can argue that they gave them too much time to come back, you know? Yeah. Matt, do you do Matt, do you like the rule? I mean, forget if it's fair or not, but do you like the way it's set? I definitely believe that there's some options out there. There's I do like the college rule. I think it's pretty cool and it's a little bit more exciting too. Do you think the college rule makes sense in the NFL? Would the college thing ever fly in the NFL? Yeah, because starting I, at the twenty yard line. I think the talent in the NFL is too good that you would be there for fifteen overtimes. Yeah, I mean, probably the twenty, maybe starting at the twenty yard line would be it would be just too uh, automatic, I guess. And, yeah. Um, but then again, there's some teams that suck at red zone. Right. So you you could you, you know you there's there's some teams like that just suck in the red zone, you know, and so um, that would be a hindrance to them. But um, I would like to see something different. I mean, I I really don't think a kickoff is necessary i think just give the team the ball maybe at the midfield yeah. and see what happens and if you if you can't score then give give a it'd be, it, it would be exciting to see a high-powered offense like the chiefs and the, the patriots both get a position and see what happens you know and um but i mean it, it's definitely such a hot discussion right now first of all we need to eliminate referees entirely and then we need to move on to the uh the overtime debacle. Well, what, do you, what do you mean, like, just eliminate refs and just use cameras? 
there is so much. The NFL, this is what's frustrating. The NFL has been so keen on player safety and eliminating the kickoff and changing the PAT and all this bogus nonsense that they're not holding the refs accountable. And it's not really the refs' fault. This, this is, I mean, this is a fast-paced game. It's bang, bang. And for them to make these critical calls in crucial times like that, it, 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 it's tough, you know. Obviously, there's blatant, obvious calls um, that get missed, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, like, for instance, the Edelman, the, the punt. That yeah. would have never been, that would have never been uh, overturned if there wasn't video evidence in a replay, you know, right. you can't, you can't put that in the hands of referees. So I would, I would just have a head judge and, and a line judge. And I would have every play reviewed from a booth in New York or whoever is going to be there. And it takes less than 30 seconds to radio down to the head ref and say, yes or no, is that the pass interference? If that's rough passer, if that's a legal hit to the head, it's so easy. I don't know why they don't just, you know, adopt that. So who, who votes on the calls then? Like a bunch of people at Buffalo Wild Wings or what? And no, they vote on the controller? There's someone in New York. They have a, a, a home <laughs> office. And that's what I don't understand is why does the referee on the field get buzzed by New York to go look at it? And then the referee has to go over to the tablet, go over. and Why not just have the guy in New York make the call? But then I guess he's not that's, account, held that's accountable. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everyone can see. And the thing is, is people don't realize too is, what we see in our feed for um, replay, the ref is not always seeing the same feed that we're seeing, which is crazy. To you, you think they're seeing better? They're obviously seeing some better stuff than us, right? I would hope so, but sometimes I think maybe they're not. Well, because they're I, just I looking they're in doing. that crappy little blue thing, man. Sometimes with me and my uh, 3D TV, I think I'm almost getting a better view of like Edelman. I could made that call first time five beers deep. You know what I'm saying? Now, Matt, well, the I, thing is, if Go ahead. If, if you, you, go, you go back to the Edelman play. There was one angle that it looked for sure that he hit the thumb. It tipped the thumb. Like, I was 100% convinced that the ball touched the right. thumb. But if we didn't get the other two angles that clearly showed that it didn't touch any thumb, we would have never, you know, this game would be different probably. Oh, it'd been oh, different. Cause it'd been over. Look, I I like I like the system and the way it's in place. Like I've I've been a camera guy my whole life, my whole career. I'm a camera guy. Like that's what I do. And you can make things look a certain way just by an angle. An angle alone makes it look like sometimes you cross the yard line. Well, sometimes, and you're way off, and you can only see that in person. But the way the rule is today, I love. It's like if it's called this way, it's that's the way it is. It's called the human eye makes the call. If you have sufficient sufficient evidence to change the call, then you change it. In this case of that play, Matt, I didn't see there was no sufficient evidence. If you had four different angles, you say one of the four you saw. We all saw that one of the four possibly could have. If there's a question that one of the four could be, you got you just can't. You got to leave the way the call the way it, it was. But I thought the Period. other angles proved one hundred percent it did not touch but his that's, finger. But that's not you can't do that. You can't then no do a call three. would ever be under over ever overturned. No, the way the rule is is that the way it was first called, whether it was right or wrong, it's got to stay that way. So and then that's no not what call would on ever be. Then there should be no reviews because no call can ever be overturned because one angle can make it look like, and, and so you're just out. But if you the other three 
over. I mean, if if seventy five percent, if you see it, okay, you know what? It looks that angle. It does. But then you turn and go. That definitely did not touch his finger on the other angle. Then that tells you that it didn't touch him. What do you think, Matt? Well, I mean, it, the thing is, is like if you're going to place the outcome of games in the hands of human error, then we're going to be discussing this crap forever. Yep. Because you go back to the Rams and Saints. The, the fact that no one called anything on that, on that pass interference, is I mean, they should be fired. They should I mean, be fired, no, absolutely. And that's one thing I don't think the no NFL refs, they should be gone. Excuse. There is, now, I know initially when I watched the play initially – um, on uh, when it was live, I thought the late was early, and I thought the ball was uncatchable. But then after reviewing it, it was clearly – I mean, he, he hit him way before the ball even was near him and had no chance to catch the ball, and he never looked back to the ball either. So if we're going to rely on these refs, you know, who screw up all the time, and because it's just it's human nature and you can't see everything – you know, then we're going to be discussing these awful calls forever. Why not make it easier and have the video just prove what's right and wrong? Yeah. I mean, it saves, it, it, it's, it saves us arguments. It saves us. I mean, they always say the video don't lie. The tape don't lie. Well, then why don't we adopt something that, uh, you know, makes the right call? And it literally, you have some panel of five dudes in New York or wherever the heck they're at watching every game, every play, and if there's any, you know, challenge or if there's any bang-bang play that needs further review, then they just phone. It takes them 10 seconds. It, takes, it would take a, a referee 10 seconds to be like, yep, that's pass interference. Yep, that's illegal contact with the head, leading with the head, spearing with the head, whatever it may be. And phone down to the head ref and say, yeah, you know, that's a legit call or no, you wipe it off. See, I, I don't know if I want to. I want to get rid of the riffs enti- entirely because if we had to review every call every 10, 30 you, seconds, you're talking it, about an eight hour. We're game. talking about an eight hour game, and <laughs> I don't have eight hours to watch well, you guys play football, and you don't have eight hours to stand there and play football well, because the would, NFL, the NFL would never let that happen. Right. But what I'm saying under under certain, maybe we just adopt that the you know they can challenge every play from now on. See, that's what I think. I think I like everything that. should be a challengeable everything, yeah, but you still, but too. you still. Only get the same amount of challenges, so you still only get two yeah, challenges, and if you get them both right, you yeah. get a third one, and that is it. So you can challenge any play you want, any call you want, any non-call you want, but you get two challenges. You get them both right, you get a third, and that is it. Let's get this game going. So that way, it's strategy because if it's a really close pass interference call, you're not going to throw the flag because it's going to be like, is it? Is it not? But that blatant one, you throw the flag, or it's under two minutes, Absolutely. so they should have thrown. They, they should have gone to the booth. But besides that. What is next for Matt Overton? What 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 are you doing this off season? What's next year entail? Well, I'm just enjoying my time and uh, back up in Indy. I'm gonna spend a little time down in Nashville here in a little bit. I'm trying to get down there for Super Bowl. To be honest with you, yeah, but um, and then uh, I'm just training, man. I'll be a free agent again in March and hopefully go back to Jacksonville. But if not, maybe uh, I'll end up somewhere else. So um, in the meantime, I'm doing some real estate. And get my license here in Indiana, and uh, other than that, man, just kind of relaxing and chilling right now. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. God uh, bless, Bob. Yeah, thank you, Matt Overton. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that perspective from an thank NFL you, player's you. eyes. What do you say? Tell Pitts. Tell Pitts this just to you know it'll be okay. The future's bright for the Chiefs. You know, I know they they lost a tough one back in 2014 when we beat them in. Uh, 
most historical comeback in NFL history. Um, he got his ass. I mean, it's, it's he's had a tough one, Coach. You gotta maybe you just gotta give him a hug and just comfort him a little bit. He's right here. Yeah, hey, he's hey, hearing hey, everything. Matt, he's hearing everything they, you're saying. I think they have a bright future until they until if they really give Mahomes two hundred million dollars like they're talking, then their future's gone again because then you're not gonna be able to sign anybody with this salary cap. I mean, you've got to be smart with your money. I know, man. It's crazy and. uh one, I want to. I want to. Is Pitts right there right now? Yeah, yeah he's he's, li- yeah. he's listening. What up, Pitts? His, Welcome. His mic's up. What's up, brother? All right, man. I need to. I have a bunch of Chiefs fans, and they're all about Mahomes being the best quarterback ever. Blah blah. blah. He had a great season, but if you take away the weapons he has and put him on a normal team, let's just say put him on the Jets. The, the Jets. Is Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes? Nope. The, the, the guy we saw this year. Of course, he's himself. What do you mean by that? Does does he have the exaggerated numbers that we haven't seen by a quarterback yeah, in, in their is, first is, year as a starter? Is he, is he throwing up all pro numbers? I mean, if we're on just a normal gonna, average team, I, I mean, I don't know. I think as far as speculation goes, I certainly think you have the ability to. I think saying that he doesn't would be, be would would take away your argument of Bill Belichick beating you with less than superb five star athletes. I mean, when you have the best at something, you can't argue that Bill Belichick has created something out of nothing and then say that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be the same Patrick Mahomes if he wasn't given the name kind of a, talent he had in Kansas five, City. Name a five star name a five star player not named Tom Brady on the Patriots. No, that's my point. I'm saying that's on Bill Belichick you win, winners winners win. I'm saying Belichick has not always had the talent that you would say that other teams have and yet he always continues to win. Uh, I'm not a pay. I'm not a Patriots hater. And again, my overtime. I mean, I'll come back to your question, but I don't have any problem with the overtime game as for that. How the Chiefs game ended. I'm, I'm not butthurt. I really. I'm really not. I know people on Twitter. I wish I could take the jersey off because I genuinely want to have an open conversation as a football fan about the overtime rule. I don't think it's fair to either team. I don't think it's fair to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Had the coin flipped our way, we won and 80,000 Chiefs fans screamed there. You know, heck with the Patriots, we won going to the Super Bowl. I don't want to fall into that category because I'm a genuine fan and I want my opinion to be valued and I want to make the game better. And I drove eight hours each way to sit okay, through a brother, football game. Okay, brother, answer his question, though. Answer I, his question. Yes, I do think, Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to make me – I'm not going to say anything about inferior about a Chiefs. It's frustrating when you try to have a conversation with people. And this isn't Matt included. This is on Twitter. And I'm not trying to just defend my Chiefs. I think we have an honest situation here we have to look at through all fans of what organization they are. Is it fair to – the only thing that either team could control is is over after four quarters. As a fan, I wanted to see. No, we you have can the control something. You Hold can, on a second. You, I don't no, want to. No, I can't. I can't get my. Yeah. Point. I can't, brother. You can control that. Look, look what the Rams did. They lost the coin I'm toss. I'm talking and they about still the control. Chiefs. Page no, but, box. Let him give talk. Just, just give me just one second. I, I value your opinion, and I know I'm not going to change your opinion. That's why I'm just going to drop it. I just want to be able to say what I'm saying without Chiefs goggles on, because I genuinely don't think it's fair. <laughs> that the teams who finish even after the end of regulation are limited in any capacity as to the outcome of a game that they had control of. They're not limited at all. Lunchbox, part of the team doesn't get to participate if the coin doesn't flip their way. How can you defend that that's right? Guess what? Steven Gaskowski, he didn't get to participate in either. He he, because they, they, they scored a touchdown, they don't kick the extra point. Should we feel bad? The, he's the kicker for the Patriots. <laughs> Should we really feel the defense you're going to use if we're but trying to have yes, an open conversation about saying, the overtime rule? Listen, brother. They this are has a, nothing it's to a do team with the Chiefs. Sport. It's a Why team start sport. the game? Why start the game? It's Why a team flip? sport. Why even start it? What's Brother, the point? Your God, I, opened, I opened up a whole other can of worms. You did. I'm not did. You did. Hey, this is all your question, fault, man. My question's not even being answered. All right, saying, Matt, I'm with you. Matt. I, I like, yes, I do think that Patrick Mahomes could go I be a like, superstar like, on a team with less listen, talent. 
Yes. Listen to me. I think Patrick Mahomes is very talented, and he did some incredible things this year with the no-look passes and just airing it out and all kind of stuff. But I am just a firm believer you take Ty- you just take Tyreek Hill off the roster. And, you know, the weapons he has, I think he just, he's been set up in a very incredible system right now, obviously with the playmakers. So you think you know, he's you suspect? Had, I mean, like – no, he's saying with I mean, the play, I, like if you put Sam Darnold on your team, I think you have the same team. Okay. I mean, the only way to know is to next year. But again, there's no way. Actually, there's no way to know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, really. So, <laughs> like, I mean, it's really, it's really the question no, is. Uh, it's just, uh, just a hypothetical. Just to, I just want to hear. I just want right. to hear. I love the Chiefs. I love where I we're at, Matt. I've never had a franchise quarterback. I'm tickled. I'm excited for what he's done for the city. What he's done for the the fans and everything. He's made you know not an organization that was dead, but it's very alive. We're excited about the future. And again, I wish this hadn't been the Chiefs that lost to the Patriots that way. In, the Patriots in the overtime in a way because I just enjoy the open conversation. I'm I'm truly shocked to hear the kickback on the overtime rule because I wish I could say what I had to say without it going back to you're just saying this because. You're because not, I, no I, one I'm, cried as, about the Rams. No one, no, no one has brought up, oh my gosh, the Rams. I didn't even Ram- see the Saints-Rams game exactly. because I was out in the parking lot of Arrowhead. They so. went to overtime, and guess who won the coin toss? The Saints. And guess who won the game? The Rams. The Rams. Brother, the Rams won the game. Won the the Saints. But guess didn't. who couldn't have won the game? The Chiefs. Hey, Brother, guys, no, they could have. No, they couldn't because the coin didn't flip their way. They had no chance of winning the game. Stop. Guys, let's say bye to Let's say bye to Matt. Hold on, lunchbox, lunch. It's not fair that Matt sits in Indy listening to you guys argue. Yeah, he don't and, Matt, and brother, here's a quarter. Flip it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, thank you so here, much Matt. for coming on the you. show, Matt. And I got one more question though. This is just this is for Raymond. All right. Ray, dude, your hair looks awesome. How can I get my hair like yours, dude? Thanks, dude. <laughs> hey, when tell you come to Nashville, hook it up. The they got me set on these lasers I do like twice a week and they blood put blood flow into your head, and that's how I get the hair. So does it? So if I'm balding, will it stop my balding? The lady prevent it. No, the lady. Well, yes, the lady tells me it's going to prevent it, and you're going to grow hair. It's all about getting the blood flow back up there. The lasers do it, the pills do it, the shampoos do it, and then they also do this. Wow, so you're on a red. You're on a regimen. Yeah, you're on pills. And they say it's never too late. Like they're getting people in their 40s, 50s. I mean, LeBron is going to start going there. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant's <laughs> doing it too. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> your your hair looks phenomenal. I mean, just the just the natural wave and the flow you got. <laughs> you should see it in person, dude. You okay, should see it in person. Okay, All man. right, man. Yeah. Have a good day, Matt. Be good. All right, guys. Good talking to you, dude. Uh, that was Later. Worse than the Brady and Gronk picture together. Yeah. Coach. And, 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 and Pitts, I brought you in. I didn't want to get back in this overtime discussion. I give up but, on but, but you saying that they did not have a chance to win is absolutely not true. They were still playing the football game. If they make a stop or an interception... Part of them. When you say they... No, they, they It's a team. It's a team. No, it's a no, team no, game. No, it's not 53 men. Not all of them play offense. Not all of them play defense. Right, but so, is it a team game? You're wrong. Keep going. Is it a team game? Mm-hmm. So does the defense... The first four quarters were. Hey, the what, what, was, what was the point of bringing Pitts? We were I, I don't know. Yeah, because know. Pitts... Let, let me read you the stats, Pitts, okay? There have been 118 overtime the games... 23 out of 118. No, no, you're though. not listening. 118 overtime games since the start of these new rules, okay? Mm-hmm. The one that wins the coin toss has won 50% of them, but only 23 of those wins out of the 118 were on the first opening drive. So that means other defenses stepped up and made a play. And I apologize, all you guys listening to the podcast, you're hearing the stats again. Sorry about that. <laughs> right, right, right. Wins by the team that had the possession of the ball second, 44% of the time. And there was 5.9% ties. So that tells you they had a chance to win the game if they just make a stop. Did the Rams have a chance to win the game when overtime started? Did they? 
I didn't see the game. No, no, did, were they tied. <laughs> Brother, don't be stupid. I was just no, 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 don't, I, I, like, no, I'm, I'm not even trying to be stupid. No, no, I didn't you are see being the, stupid. No, you are, I didn't no, you see, are being stupid. Hold right on now. a second. Stop. Let me, let me talk. Let me be honest with you and uh, tell you that I do. I'm being honest with you when you call me stupid. I truly guys, do not. A, I'm being yes, honest. Brother, at arrowhead. the start of overtime, did they have a chance to win the game? Were they still playing football? Yes, my point was I wasn't. I wasn't answering your question anything other than truthfully. I did not see a second of overtime. That's not what I'm asking. So I don't. That's not what I'm asking. Good to be in when you start overtime, do you have a chance to win the game? Do you have a chance to win the game? I mean, I guess you, you're that's way no, too no, general. No, 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 it's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Are you still in the game? Are you talking pre-coin flip or post-coin no. flip? Well, you said overtime hey, hasn't Eddie, started. Eddie, Eddie, I'm going to ask you. No, 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 no. He's, he's, I'm not. I'm not Eddie, Eddie, no, coach, stop. Coach, Turn off the coin. Hasn't flipped yet, brother. I'm. I'm done. Get well, out. Coach. You brought him in here. Yes. I know. I'm done with it. Hold what did you think? I'm being serious, guys. No, I'm being serious. Eddie, what? When, when, when the when overtime starts, do both teams have a chance to win the game? Technically, yes. Exactly. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right, brother move, is saying right. the Chiefs had no chance to win the game. Again, brother Moving is on. not talking about the Chiefs. No, you brother are. Brother is talking about the overtime look, look, rule. Let me I don't tell you know how me, much more. Let I'm, me tell you. No, you said the Chiefs guys, did not have a chance to win the game, and that is absolutely incorrect. I haven't incorrect. even said the word Chiefs. No, you, you said did. When, when the guys, overtime happens. I don't think brother's do talking about the Chiefs anymore. He's now moved on to the Jayhawks. If you watch him today, he walks in. He's done. He's done with the Chiefs. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but the 2019 season or the whatever, the Chiefs, is over to you. I'm only wearing the Jayhawks because no, you're I wearing Kansas Jayhawks because it's on to college basketball, no, right? You're wrong. Rock because chalk the, no, Jayhawk. No, uh, rock chalk Jayhawk. But the last load of game day game day clothes went in the wash before I left for the gym this morning, so that's why I'm wearing Jayhawks. Otherwise, <laughs> I do, I, trust me, I'm okay. not. I'm no shame in my Chiefs. Internally, though, and mentally, have, are you moving on? Like, are you kind of like, all right? It no, is he's what not. It is. You can tell because he said the Chiefs had no chance to win the game once the coin was flipped. I said, which the, is not true. Hey, I was the simply funny saying thing the that Chiefs we offense to. didn't have to. The Chiefs, when I say the Chiefs and the Patriots, I'm thinking the whole team. So yeah, did they I have just, a chance to win the game? Or is it a team sport? Do you win as a team and lose as a team? Or does Patrick Mahomes only win the game? Andy Reid didn't play. Yeah, does, does, I got a question. Do you win but as a team? Anything I no, say no, back no. to you is gonna I'm gonna get no. yelled at. Do do you <laughs> yelled at? Do you win no, as a team and lose me. as a team? Or is does Tom Brady is he the only one that won the game? Or is James White the only one that won the team? Won the game. You who know the answer the to that, but you're asking you're no, asking no, an who? educated person a kindergarten question. No, because you're saying like I think I've proven that I'm not an idiot. I'm no, trying you to have are, no, you haven't, because you said they had no chance to win the game, and you no, said I only the Chiefs' you... defense lost. No, Lord, they lose mercy. as a what team. What were you going to say, Ray? Like Cody Parkey when the Bears? <laughs> I'm saying I think goal. team is collective, so I, I don't feel <laughs> exactly. like when you're just hang on a second. I like to have a conversation. I I, I respect what you have to say. I say as a team, as a member of a team. I, I, I wish, as a fan, I wish we could find a way that all the players who created the scenario that they're in have an opportunity to partake in the outcome. I just they feel did. like they I'm not crying that the Chiefs lost. Let me tell Do both of you guys something. Both Chiefs of you lost points have gotten across. Everyone's heard them. That's why I just them. wanted to drop we it. We don't need to repeat there the same point. There becomes a point where just arguing. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do no that. For no reason. I this reminds so. me of a dating. So you each make your point in dating. Then you argue and, and a little then bit. You go, okay, then you both agree, and then they walk away, and then one of them says it again. Yeah. I don't just want like, to. We were done with this. I, hey, let me tell Ray, you this. What were you saying was gonna be fun? What? I, it was gonna be funny because lunch wanted to. We wanted to know though, crying wise at the game. Did you actually cry? First oh, of all, we never heard that. And then like, and then we wanted to know about the drive home. Like, was it awkward with your chick, or were you kind of joking around, or was it just dead silent? You're listening to Chief Stock. And did radio? you drive straight after the game? Yeah, drive straight. Man, it took forever to get. Okay, out. did you cry at the game? Out. 
No, I did. I didn't see the flag on the D Ford, so I did celebrate. I mean, I was excited. I didn't see it, so I, I truly <laughs> celebrating thought celebrating the win. <laughs> well, I mean, not the win. I just I, I thought we we're going to the Super Bowl. What team wouldn't? I was right. excited. I was like, holy crap, we just beat the best team ever. Right. I mean, that's a Pats and Belichick. I was excited to be there. I'm you not mean a the Patriots hater. The defense beat them. So you didn't was. cry. I didn't cry. I was okay. I was emotional. I mean, I guess it was the emotions of like. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Both sides. I mean, the roller coaster. I was, I, I, I was relieved. I thought we had won. I saw the tip pass. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you get, and then it was not. And so then it deflating, and then the overtime. There were so many highs and lows of it. I didn't really leave low. I was disappointed. It was just kind of the suit was right in front of me. The touchdown. He ran it in. They're like, all right, Chiefs fans. Final thirty-eight <laughs> Patriots. What thirty-seven Patriots? Chiefs thirty-one. And I mean, it. it, it, it you could heard just, a pin drop in there, huh? Yeah, I mean, you heard your Patriots fans cheering, you know, but it wasn't. It was just somber. It was just get Did out. Did you of there. drive home immediately? Or you guys go to a hotel? No, we had a hotel in Independence. Oh, so, so you ten, stayed. Yeah. And it it was, was, do people go to the bar? What happens? Like we didn't. I mean, if we were excited, if they would have won. You know, they do the bring the podiums out, you know, do the yeah, presentation sure. on the field. So we were excited, and I'm sure they did that for the Pats. I mean, I we, think they I was, did it in the locker room, though. I was standing in the con. I mean, we were waiting forever to get out of the game. But 
Um, no, I, I had a great time. I did want to ask Lunchbox a couple of things if he'll let me. This is just this is actually on the Chiefs game. As I was, long as it's not about overtime, no, not or at all. Why you? Because I truly, I'm, I you truly can't just say two words: overtime, overtime or coin. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say. I might even throw in flip in there. I don't think we should say the word flip. I just don't. I don't, I don't like the rule, and that has nothing to do with the Chiefs. It, yep. it truly doesn't. No, it's well, just that's my ignorant, final It's statement. just an ignorant statement to what say the team doesn't gonna, have a chance to win. What were you going to ask Lunchbox? No, 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 no. We're not doing okay. this, guys. No, we're yes. not doing this. Yes, sure. Lunchbox. They, they both What's have your a question for Lunchbox? I, was, I thought I thought the fourth and one call by Andy Reid was very surprising to me based on the situation. I thought it was very what almost a cowardice move. Early. It was 7 nothing Patriots. I want to say it was first quarter. Lunchbox may know. I brought it up to him yesterday. He usually knows all that stuff. But it was either first quarter or second. It was still 7 nothing. We had the ball at midfield. Had gotten some had gotten some positive yardage. Fourth and one. Fourth and less than one. He decides to punt the ball. I think we might have netted 20 yards. I just thought it was a cowardice move. I mean, you're, you're, you're Tom Brady and Bill Belichick aren't a regular coach, coach quarterback combination. And I don't think you can game play them like they, like they're one of the other regular teams. Cause they're not. And I just feel like when you have those spots and you're especially at home in the opposition that you're facing, you take them. Uh, I thought so, Pat, Patrick Mahomes missed a wide open Damian Williams in the first quarter for a touchdown that would have tied things up. So the chiefs had their chance to win. That said, um, I wanted Lunchbox's thoughts on that as a football fan. I thought that was very cowardice, and it goes to speak of Andy Andy Reid's lackluster playoff record. I mean, proof's in the pudding. Belichick wins. Andy Reid hasn't and didn't this year, and I think there's reasons for that. Um. Well, I mean, I don't think Bill Bell. I think you were seven nothing, so you didn't feel like you needed to take the risk there. If you were down fourteen nothing, maybe Andy Reid may have been more aggressive all throughout the year. Uh, going forward on fourth down but he's not really an aggressive coach on fourth down so I don't have any problem with it you coach the same as you do in the regular like the the Rams they ran a fake punt in the when they were down and that's how the Rams are they run the fake punt a lot and so I mean do you want him to change his coaching style because you know it he's a conservative coach not on necessarily down. I was just no, based saying, on that I, one game I right. was thinking how good of a person you're facing I, I was saying coach like Belichick and, and Brady aren't maybe what you're used to facing I mean, right we can all agree that's a different tier yeah, but I just don't think the um, the that Andy Reid is that aggressive of a coach, and I think he, you know, it you may, think that cost him was my point. I, I think there's reasons winners win, and I think there's no, reasons. No, I don't losers think lose. it cost him because let's say you don't get it, and then you set up the Patriots right there in your own. End. Not that one play. I wasn't saying that one play. I'm no, just I saying, don't think his play. I don't think his coaching had anything to do with. It. I think the it was, clock management at the end, because like Overton was saying, we I think they got the ball back with two oh seven. I think right. is when we scored the touchdown. And on that possession before we scored, I think we threw a bomb to Tyreek Hill in the end zone on first down, and it was nearly intercepted, ran it on second down. Whatever it was, we sh- we passed the ball on first down. I thought it was so key to get that touchdown under two minutes because they already had three timeouts, and you're giving Belichick another timeout. Just Matt brought it up. He didn't know I was hearing him. Yeah. And, and, and another thing I wonder, I thought the clock management. Again, I just think Andy Reid made some mistakes. I'm well, you could say that you could Bob say the Sutton, same though. thing about the Patriots because the Patriots scored with 40 seconds to go and give you the ball back. I mean, I wasn't you, trying to make a point. No, no, I was asking I, I your opinion. I no, like, I'm saying I don't. The scoring too early because what if you? Okay, so what are we going to do? Kneel it, and then you don't get in and score the touchdown. Then what? No, I mean, I, I was just saying That's maybe not I, pass it. Maybe at least run it. Even if you don't get it, you may get them to use a timeout, or at least if they don't. Your game clock resets and you can get the next play under the two minute warning. I'm yeah, just trying I see, to remove no, the time. No, I from. see what you're saying. I I just think I'm always like my brother and I had this discussion. He was like, "Oh, you can't score too early." The only problem is if you don't score, like if you just take first down off and just run right up the middle and just kind of say, "Oh, I'm not going to score on this play." Mm. Then what if they stop you the next two downs? Right. Then what do you do? Like you got to score when you can score because it's hard to 
score in the NFL. And so that 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 that's a tomato tomato, sort of like the Patriots. Should they have kneeled on the one yard line and not taken that touchdown to go ahead, right. go up by three with forty seconds to go? Maybe. But you're taking a chance of a goal line stand because it does happen. I'll tell you what you alluded to yesterday, a uh, Chiefs defense, which Bob Sutton getting relieved of his duties. Yep. Man, there is no forgiving that Chiefs defense. And, and again, they might not call it the plays, so I don't call it the defense as the players. They may not be the ones calling it. But how can you not put a body on Edelman or Gronk? Like, we're in the stands watching. It was there's three had, crucial third downs on that overtime. Did they not have bodies on them? Because they didn't, by like, the time the camera them. would get on them, it's all you saw was an open receiver. I didn't know if they were sitting in the stands, like, before the snap. You know, we're all trying to scream and, and make Tom Brady uneasy behind the snap. And we're like going, crap. You know what I mean? We're like, there's Edelman. There's not a body on him. Like, you've got, I think it was Fuller that was shifting, uh, and he, was just, he wasn't staying home. But I'm like, it's going to go to them, right? You know, but, I mean, Belichick but, might have something up his sleeve, but please, if you're going to get beat, at least make an attempt to go to who you think they're going to, right? Well, I mean, they how many did times because has he beat Edelman beat Robo, in, in Robo on the TV was even was calling it. He said, "Look, you got to put Gronk outside here." Okay, Gronk's out here, so you know you got one-on-one coverage. You can throw it to him, and he dropped it right in the bucket, right in front of and, me. And Edelman, he he would say, "Okay, you got to go to Gronk in this play." This well, actually, they're doubling Gronk. That means Edelman will be open over the middle. And what do you know? Edelman's open over the middle. So. If Romo can see it, I think Brady can Easier see it. Easier said than done. I mean, I'm not. I'm right. not going to say I'm a football mind, and I'm not trying Edelman, to say I'm better what than is coaches. Ed, but what does Edelman do? He like, just ah! gets open. Edelman just gets open. Always. That's just what he does. He doesn't drop balls, you know. And Edelman, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the one that uh, he got us in 2014? He was, he was yeah. in New England in the divisional game where they went to to Denver. Hey, dude, I, I'll be saying this as I get out of here. I'm excited that I got to be there and see Belichick and Jordan. I know somebody brought up the Jordan comparison. We're getting to see not not everybody in their lifetime gets to see the greatest, the great. We get Tiger, get Gretzky. You know, we're blessed as sports fans. I, I'm happy. I didn't really I, get Gretzky, but okay. yeah, I didn't right. watch Gretzky. Well, I'm a little older than you guys, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're getting, like getting getting Who's to see Gretzky? what I got oh, to see. Paulina, I've well, seen I'm her. 41, but I getting to see him was exciting, <laughs> and I think we're going to see a great Super Bowl. Oh, Paulina so. and Dustin Paulina. Johnson, gotcha. Yeah. I yes. see what you're saying. You well, thank you, brother and uh, brother. Can I come back? Yeah, you take back that get out of here stuff. Shut off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't let me talk. Well, I have so, all, You're guilty of that, too. All right, I mean, we're both guilty. Brother, thank you so much. You want to sign, 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 sign me off, off so until I can lick my fingers here. Until, until next season. Until, until next season Damn, for next Kansas season. City Chiefs Radio. Keep on barbecuing, but football ain't going to be for nine months. We'll see you later, Pitts. Come on, brother. <laughs> see you there, bub. I mean, there's some there's some trouble with <laughs> – hey, there's some trouble between Pitts and I, and there's some trouble in Big D, and what, I do mean Dallas. Dallas. What's the trouble in Cole Dallas? Cole Beasley ripping yeah. Dallas management. Is he? I mean, he's trouble. I'm t- ever since what, earlier in the season we were talking about how he's like, I'm open. The problem isn't us. Like, they we're just not getting the ball thrown us. It's like, shut up. He is trouble. Is this guy's though chilling a little bit now? The football season's over, so they're chilling on the Instagram, Twitter, maybe a vacation spot. Exactly. Totally. And so they got loose lips. Totally. He, well, he's responding to people on Twitter. Oh, he's probably in Playa <laughs> hey, Vista. So mistake number one. Evan yeah, he's Bennett, in Cabo. Evan Bennett tweets. Torn between wanting my boy at B's 11 to stay in Dallas and also wanting him to make that money he deserves and jump into a system that will actually utilize his skills, hoping the Cowboys can make both happen. And Cole Beasley, quote, retweeted and put, utilization is more important than money. So then then another guy replies and goes, well, Linehan is gone because you fired your offensive Mm -hmm. coordinator. And Cole Beasley said, honestly, the front office pushes who they want to get the ball to. I haven't been a huge priority in that regard. Maybe that will change, but I'm not sure. More oh. balls come my way in the two-minute drill when nothing is pre-planned. 
And he goes on. Explain that to me. Wow. So the two-minute drill, the quarterback is in charge of everything. Uh, and it's a lot more frantic and fast. They say the beginning of a game is planned out. Yeah, you script plays. So mm-hmm. they, they, they know who you want your first target to be, second target. So what he's saying is... The two minute. Oh, it's it's just going the no the, plan. Right, just whoever's fast, open. Dude. Yes. And so he's saying, I get the ball more in that than I do the whole game. Because why? Because it's, it's not, not planned out. It's not planned out, and they're not telling him who to throw the ball to. So it's a conspiracy against Cole Beasley in his eyes. Yes. And then someone said, well, thanks for all the years, Bees. Good luck. And he says, it doesn't mean I'm gone. I'll play anywhere I can make more of an impact. I would love that for, to be Dallas, anywhere else that will give me more pops to make an impact. I just want the ball. It's hard when you only get three to four opportunities a game. Oh, sounds like someone's not coming back to Dallas. And sounds like where, another receiver a receiver being a diva. No. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, did you just make that up? What? Receiver, receiver being a diva. Being a diva? <laughs> I didn't mean to. I meant I combined the two words. Yeah. You know where, hey, you know where I think he would be perfect? I want to write that down. <laughs> You know where he'd be perfect? Uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. New England. What does what? New England do? What do you Take mean? They have, they have all slot receivers. Okay, they can't use they're another one three, that's all. They're going to run three slots? Oh, they, they'd be, have three Edelmans out there. That's what I'm saying. That's What, what do they do? They take undersized keep everyone in the white guys the that are fast, and they make them good. I mean, Wes Welker, Dude, it's multiplicity. Edelman, Chris Hogan, about to have a third Cole Beasley. But the fact that Edelman and Hogan play together is is a shocker. Like. The, they never had Wes and like another little white guy. It was like he, they were, they the slot receiver was the target. Having three of them, that may be too much. Guys. They Love may, it. They may run into each other in the middle of the field every play. <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> They're many, all running the short little too route. Many slots. They all ran into each other. <laughs> the little short, crappy route with great hands. Look, man, I'm a Cowboys fan. I love my boys. But I, ever since we talked about Cole Beasley just talking crap about. Dak and you know the, the, him the the problem was with Dak not him it's just like that stuff you just you deal with it within yourselves and like getting on Twitter or or saying that in public to me is just dumb well we don't do it if at, when it comes to our job we would never do something dumb like that right oh, yeah we would no, no 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 I think like you know just people in general like if they have an office meeting no one goes to you know the somewhere in public and just like let me tell you what's going on in my office I'm gonna tell all you guys What's going on in my office? No one says that. It's right, but like that's, that's what he's doing, tweeting. Yeah. That's why social media is great, because it it, it, it lets For these, you. Well, yes, and I think fans, because it lets players well, you're the voice their frustrations. Yeah, and they you get to see the inside of, because sometimes players don't think before they tweet, or they post something because they're frustrated, and they don't think, oh, like it's sort of like, Eddie would get mad and he'd break. He'd go out in the garage and break a broom over his knee. I did it one time, and then five minutes later, you're like, "Well, that was stupid." Yeah, because my knee hurt. I, like, I wonder if you do these, you tweet this stuff, and, and then, then instant regret. A couple days later, you're like, "Man, that was probably stupid. Probably shouldn't have done that." Yeah, M- most of the time, there's regret. I was always told if you're going to send an email, wait two days. You won't send that email. You're not emotional, exactly. Right. I think this means Cole Beasley will not be back in Dallas. I, I probably agree. I, with mean, you. I mean, if you're, you're pissed right. at a boss, if you're pissed. You're gonna send that email on Friday. Wait till Monday. Guarantee you don't send that well, email. Well, and then you, you've done it more than once now. So as the Cowboys, you're just like this is just too much. Like you're just not you're not trustworthy. Like you're not part of our team. You don't trust our decisions. If we don't put you in the plan, whatever. Like that's fine. You don't trust us. We don't have time for you. Period. And as teams now, you need to find out: Do you have on the team a receiver or a receiver? <laughs> no deep. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Receiver or a diva. Wait, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on, no, no. Oh. Receiver or a diva. diva. Dude, I love that. That's so good. I mean, did you come up with that on your own? He did. 
Hey guys, when you have an hour podcast, there's, <laughs> and, you're gonna come and when up you're with arguing some with pits, dude. I zoned out for like 20 minutes on that. But I think it's listen. Good, at times, it's good to have that kind of debate. If that was every show, we'd turn a bunch of people off. But I think they. Well, do, but, but this, this is, is a the, hot topic. It is a hot topic. It is but, a hot but, topic, and I, I do right get emotional. After, right after he the argument, Lunchbox gets on the Sore Losers Twitter account, tweets as we're, I saw this come down <laughs> as we're still doing the podcast. It's up right now as we're doing the podcast, and he's like, "Don't listen to this. Nope. It's a terrible podcast." I didn't say that. I yes, said this. I said this. I it. never said don't listen. I said yeah, this did. might be the worst podcast we've done. You might turn it off because you're so frustrated with us. Pits and Lunchbox yelling at each other. Yeah. That's what I said. I didn't say don't listen. I said you might. And basically, guys, Because I don't get feedback. Li- like, but, but, I talked to my brother and coach. people, and they like, guys, when you guys argue to argue, they, they it gets annoying. And I felt like maybe we were doing that where we were going no, down that was a rabbit hole. But, coach, Real. the podcast hasn't ended yet, and you're telling people, like, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, heads up. Well, I, I just felt like it, it maybe it got a little terrible there. I let emotions get in the way, but I, that's how I do. When I when I debate sports, I get I get hot. I, get I like that you did that. Sometimes I, I when I watch too, but... Sports Center, their top ten, I think this is going to be a great top ten, and it's a bad one. I wish the anchor would be like, you know what? I don't think this is that great of a top ten. Maybe skip this one. That's what Lunchbox did. Right, I like and that. I, I was just I was frustrated because when when you say when you say something like the team had no chance to win once overtime started, then everything else oh, hold you on. say. Let's it, bring brother in here. Let's no, no, no. Oh, no. Everything oh. you else you say is not valid because that's just not true. Everybody, if you're playing in the game, you have a chance to win. If right. you're, but in this podcast, like I think we need to get in the practice of of just saying your opinion. And then letting the other person say their opinion, as ridiculous as it is, and then argue it once and then be done. Right, and maybe that's, because we go back. That's and the forth difference for between it. the sports reporters, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, and our show. Yeah, our show doesn't know those borders and lines. Yeah, and, we don't and, know. And, 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 and other shows they have commercial breaks, so you go to commercial right? and it, it ends. And we're we're new at this, and it's really just us with no rules, like talking about. And we have no idea what the heck we're doing. Right. So it's just us being us. Like that's what the way it is. But honestly, Pitts is genuinely mad. And so was Lunchbox there for a second. Yes, because that, <laughs> like, I, that was like, to me. I, I put my hand out, like stop, and Lunchbox got his hand and moved my hand out of the way, like get your hand out yes, of my face. Yes, I was genuinely mad at that point because I was <laughs> genuinely like that is the most right. But that's but let people decide if his what he's saying is dumb. You you've already said your point. Hey, there's three things you're not going to argue at the coffee shop this week, folks. OT. Marriage, religion, and overtime rules. No, you are going to. OT is going every, to. Everybody is talking about OT, and everybody is going to talk about OT until the Super Bowl, or at least next week when we're one week out from the Super Bowl. It is a topic that is not going to die. So, And what you're saying, guys, is our, I mean, I, I don't know. Go ahead. What? You were about to say something. I was just going to say, like, I think OT is a big topic right now because both games went into OT. You know? No, no. It, no well, one's referencing the Rams. Talking no Rams. one's talking no. Rams, guys. No one. Stop with that because no one is upset about that game. They are only upset because the Patriots won. That is it. It was a very upsetting weekend, though. I, it was just an upsetting weekend. Upsetting? Like, I thought it was awesome. No, they, like, I mean, do you, guys, you, both you, games had terrible calls. You know, both teams that didn't go to the Super Bowl almost got, like, you can make the argument that they got shafted out of a Super perfect. Bowl. perfect. That was uh, great the TV. Like, the but, Chiefs has no, no argument. We just heard Pitts' argument. I'm saying like, whether like, it's like, right like, or wrong, everyone has an the, opinion One of my favorite it. overtime games of all time was the Seattle Seahawks playing the Green Bay Packers. And I believe it was at Lambeau Field. I don't know what year it was, but they go to overtime, and Seattle wins the coin toss. And Matt Hasselbeck goes, 
we want the football and we're going to score. And then they didn't score. And then he threw a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I mean, I he, remember he that. He seems like a jerk. No, I think he's awesome. Well, no, because I see him on, what's he on now, Sports Center or, no, he's on uh, Game NFL? Day? Well, one of them, they're, they're, they're twin, they're brothers. I don't know, oh, Tim and Matt. They're, 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 one, Tim is married to Elizabeth Hasselback. She is smoking hot. You know where she got her start? No. Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, buddy. Mmm, girl. Wait, so are they both on TV, though? They're both on TV. Yeah, they're they both, both have bald oh, heads. They yeah, both played in the NFL. One of the dudes I don't like, then. I don't know which one it they is. Both, it's not that I don't like. It's just He just seems like a cocky punk. Like. Uh, Eddie, I got a question. You, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you said you don't like him because he's a cocky punk. He seems like a cocky Who's punk. your favorite team in the NFL? Cowboys. Hmm. Let's see who the cockiest team of the 90s was. But Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper. I mean, Alvin they co- Harper won't go down as a cocky okay. receiver. No one even knows who that is. Were you guys cocky? Troy Aikman wasn't cocky. Oh, come on. He wasn't. Were, were, were the Cowboys cocky? Maybe he wasn't then, but he is now. Jimmy Johnson. He looks like he's going to die. Like Jimmy Johnson, was he cocky? I mean, you say you don't Jimmy like Johnson, cocky. Jimmy Johnson, cocky? The Cowboys There's were, confidence I mean, versus cocky. The Cowboys were cocky. They, were, they got, might as well have been known as the cocky Cowboys. You just like saying the word cocky right now. No, I'm just saying, like, what, what about their cock don't you like? <laughs> See? No, I mean, the, 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 comp, the confidence in football Everybody players. Everybody is cocky. When you're a player, like, that's great. You want that cocky. Neon Dion. Prime hey, time. Hey, his son just signed with South Carolina. The dude is cockiness to the T. Like, this this is like, that's the epitome of cocky. Did you like him? No, I mean, I liked the. I liked the he was on the Cowboys. He, he was on the Cowboys. Of Talk course about I liked cocky. him when he was on the Cowboys. Oh, he, but he was cocky. He Don't was li- cocky. Like, he was cocky. But Matt Hasselbeck or Tim or whoever I'm talking about doesn't play anymore. Dude, you're sitting at a desk. Are they a little cocky? That's I haven't ha- noticed that. That's the vibe I get. Interesting. So you like them when they're cocky when they well, play. Well, you have to be. You have to be confident to win. Yes. you got to be confident to but win. But you don't like Colby being cocky. No, no, it's off. It's, I don't care what he does. I love what he does when he plays and when he catches balls and scores touchdowns for the Cowboys. I love that. I don't want him talking crap about the team. That's a that's the personality difference. I like my Cowboys for what they do on the field. Do I like Ezekiel Elliott what he does off the field? No, I don't know the dude. Do, do I don't you like care. when he does his little spoon feed? Because that's cocky. Yes, that's cocky. That's that's confidence. Like that's no, that's, no, that's excitement. Cocky. That's, the cocky. Is cocky. that's okay, cocky. Guys, it, I like cockiness on the field. I like it. Just, I don't like cockiness in a person after everything's done. Not like, in the TV booth. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you like big cockiness or little oh, cockiness? Boy. Got him. Shut up! I didn't get me. No, no, I, I'm asking you, like, I'm not talking, like, I'm not a even talking little about cockiness or uh, like big cockiness, like over the top cockiness. Shut up. Uh, which no, like Neon Dion when he's I'm out not there answering da- the question. When Neon Dion's out there dancing, I like cockiness. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, so what we're saying is our podcast is probably going to go into the Hall of Fame, right? What do you mean? Right, right now, Look, this is, and, and if we don't get to the Hall of Fame, it's because of your stupid transitions that you try to do yes. like right now. I mean, like let, let's say, hey, we got to <laughs> say like, it's so obvious. Did you notice it was a transition? Oh, it was. Like Lunchbox would never say, "Speaking of the Hall of Fame," like, all right, go ahead, I want to hear it. Congratulations, Mariano Rivera, Edgar Martinez, H-O-F. Mike Musina, and the late Roy Halladay. They all he got elected. Yeah, he Plane died in a plane crash. crash. When was this? A couple years ago. One of those small little planes. You yeah, just he, buzzing was, around. he was driving around, being a hot shot. <laughs> Crashed right in the... He was flying it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, You boy. can learn it and buy one of these for like a, maybe less, a little less than a million. But rich people can do it and you just fly it around all yeah, on your own. But they... Dang. You know That's what they're sad. called? Cessnas? No, doctor killers. Because yep. doctors do that. Yeah, because they got a lot of money, spare time. They don't fly enough and they... That's what they call them, doctor killers. But... Congratulations, they're all going to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, and Ma- here's what's Mariano, crazy. who else? Rivera, Edgar Martinez. Uh, Red Sox? Uh, Seattle Mariners, DH. 
But he did play for the Red Sox? No. Oh, crap. I don't know who that is. Next. Mike Mussina? No, next. You don't know who Mike Mussina is? No, I know Jody Mussina. Uh, he didn't follow sports in the 90s. Wow, Mike Mussina. Nah, probably not 90s. He has really. 270 Yankees, career huge. wins. Don't know him. Wow. He played for the A's? The Moose. No, he played for the Orioles and the Yankees. Okay. No. I believe that's it. I don't know if he played. Don't know. I know Teixeira. Okay. Not in the Hall of Fame. Roy, Roy <laughs> Halliday. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, I, I know. I know the name. He was a pitcher for like uh, I think uh, maybe the Phillies. Yeah. Good yeah. job. And Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all going to the Hall of Fame, but for the first time ever, we have the first unanimous player ever. That, what does that mean? That like everybody voted for him. Everybody that voted for the Hall of Fame voted for him. Around that time, is he a player from around what nineties? No, Mariano Rivera. He was the first one. Oh, Mariano was. But here's the crazy thing. Now, I think you're going to see a lot more. Babe Ruth wasn't even unanimous. Stan Musial wasn't. I mean, Carl Yastrzemski. I mean, come on. You don't know who that is? No. Oh, my gosh. Who does he play for? Who did he play for? Red Sox. Wow. Don't know that. Ted Williams. Red Sox. There you go. I mean, I don't know. King Griffey Jr., Cal Ripken Mariners. Jr. But it's cool that he got the respect. Willie so Mays. San Francisco. You know who didn't get in the Hall of Fame? Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. That Don't was, do drugs, kids. That was my next question. That's what happens when you do steroids. You would don't you get into the Hall of cheaters. Fame. Yeah. Would, would you That's vote for Brady them? Brady will not be in the Hall of Fame. Would you, would you vote for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens? I would, because Barry Bonds did the coolest thing I've ever seen when he hit over 70 home runs that one season. So me personally, yes, I would put him in the Hall of Fame. The Rocket. The dude threw over 95 miles an hour, lasted. The steroids probably just helped him last a lot longer. You think? You think? I mean, his career was going down the tubes. He was like 38, and then all of a sudden he's throwing 98 again. What's your arm like after all that? You know, like, you know, like have when, you ever seen him? He shakes with his left hand. Really? There's no way he can lift he his hand. He can't even move his I don't right know. Arm. He's not on the roids anymore. Dude, one time I saw uh, uh, Earl Campbell. Oh, I can't walk, dude. Uh, and he had to be in a golf cart everywhere he went. Really? They just could not walk. Yeah, because he's so beat up from football. Yeah, that's yes. why I brought it up. Because yes, of but I, I just wonder, like I, and so because now the votes are going to be, you know, people on Twitter find out who voted for who. So you're going to see a lot more unanimous players be voted in it because they be. because right, but it should have been with Babe Ruth and yeah. well, <laughs> Ted we'll Williams and yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. and Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, all these people. There's no doubt they're they're Hall of Famers first ballot. Like, what were we doing? Like, hey, there gotta, always wants to be one that one cool guy like. Well, actually, I don't think Ken Griffey Jr. was good enough to be in the Hall of, of Fame. Like, and, but it's a, usually a writer or some. Yes, and weird I find person. it funny that the first unanimous is a closer. Like, I mean, he was he was dominant. He but was he must dominant. have been well liked. That might be it, or because of Twitter people that can track down who voted for who. You don't want to be the person that left Mariano off the ballot. Uh, Ricky Henderson is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. How did he get a stadium named after him? What stadium? Huh? Where they play? Where the A's play? It's Ricky Henderson Field. The stadium does, is a name that they do the field. He, they name fields after that? people. It's called Ricky Henderson Field. Yeah. Gosh, I feel so like, like they play at the Coliseum. So the, like Texas State, it's called like Bobcat Stadium, but Jim Wacker Field. So it's like he's not the stadium isn't named after him, but they just named the field. I after know, him. but that means they somebody, call it Coach K Court. I know there you that. go. Same kind of thing. That means somebody has to pay for that. Does Ricky, Ricky Henderson. Just, no, no, no. It's a respect thing. Right? He doesn't have to pay because he was that. such a it's dominant just, player for the A's. Probably, I guess. So maybe the A's just said we're just going to call yeah. it. Hey, out of respect, we're going to name what it Ricky to Henderson Catfish Field. What happened to Catfish Hunter? No, uh, Dennis Eckersley. They got. Uh, <laughs> they get the. They get the. Tra- the that is so interesting. Training. Yeah, I saw it like uh, last season, and I was like, "This is weird." That 
I mean, Ricky Henderson was awesome, and it was cool watching him steal bases and stuff, but he's got a whole field named after him. Like, that's legit. They say he's really into Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah he refers himself in third person. Yes, he, he calls himself Ricky Henderson. So That would be story, cocky off the field. A story that I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to tell it anyway. You know who John Olerud is? Allegedly. Ooh, sounds familiar. Okay. John Olerud played first base, played for numerous teams, Blue Jays, Mets, whatever, and he, he, had, a, he, always, he had a brain thing, so he had to wear a batting helmet when he was in the field. And so Ricky Henderson had played with him somewhere. And then they join, they're on team again later on, somewhere else, maybe the Mets. And he's like, hey, man, so tell me, why do you wear that helmet like in the field? And he tells me, he goes, that's crazy. I played with another guy that had that on my last team. Same dude. <laughs> that's funny. Like, like, that's funny. That is so great. If that true story is true, I mean that's a good tra- that, that's good connection because that is that is a, a person that's really into themselves. That's kind of what they say. Like didn't even realize that dude was in his other team. Like uh, that is so funny to me. It's, it's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, Did, hey, w- one more thing. I don't know if you saw it. Did you guys see? Um, who's the big player that plays for the Mavericks? Luca. Yeah. Donich. Did you see him rip his jersey last night? No. Yeah. Dude gets frustrated and rips his jersey. Really? Yeah. It was, that- uh, it was during a timeout, I believe. So I mean, or going to the second half. or oh, something. Oh, was it a halftime thing? Because yes. it was smart. Then he has time to get a different jersey. But if oh, it was, don't a, do it during the game. If it was during a timeout or something, he's in trouble. He turned that jersey into like a double V, dude. That V. I mean, he ripped it right in half, like like Incredible Hulk. That's oh, crazy. That thing's gonna go on eBay. The torn jersey. Yep. Man, what, what do you think about that lunch? What do you mean? What I think about it? He ripped his jersey. He's tough like Hulk Hogan. Like how did Hulk Hogan do it? They had pre rips or what? Wrestler. Hulk Hogan was ripping like silk. I'm not saying it's hard to rip your jersey. I'm just saying like control yourself. He's 19, like, man. Frustration. Nah. They're highly competitive. Testosterone. Dang, he's no- a 19 giant at 19 years old. Yeah, you're right. It's imma- mean, immaturity. Like immaturity. People are frustrated. Got a lot of emotion. Yeah. And speaking of plane crashes, did you see that soccer player that got killed in the plane crash recently? Yeah, just two days ago. No. He he's sent a text or something. He's an Argentine soccer player. He was fine. He was on. He was a passenger, so he got transferred from his one club, and he they the this team in the English Premier League paid like twenty million to get his rights. So he was flying to meet up with his team, and his plane disappeared. Disappeared, meaning it crashed like in the ocean. Or something? Yeah, and it said, and he said it sent he, a text. He said this is looking a little sketchy. This flight. Yeah, he he said he left what a voice. He left a voice message for his father. I'm in the plane. And it looks like it's going to fall apart, Dad. I'm really scared. Dude, I'm, dude, I'm like I'm about to cry right now. The, like that was wow. Yeah, the Piper Malibu dropped off the radar at just over 2,000 feet, 15 miles north of the Guernsey. The what? Say that again. The pipe. What is a Piper? Yeah, Piper so Malibu. It's, so it's a private. The aircraft had been cruising at 5,000 feet when the pilot requested to descend to lower altitude. Wow, that's really sad. Yep. You guys think about that when you're flying, like just, um, just it going down. Yes, every time. You think about every that every time, time you get in the plane. I get on an airplane. And then what's your but what's your thinking? No, no, no. Process. All, all I do is I look on the airplane when you sit down. No, I think when we're walking on. No, <laughs> when you get your first drink. I think when I'm just up in the air and I just look at the people, or if we're boarding, I don't know when it is, and I think every single time I'm on the plane. Well, if the plane goes down, these are the people I'm going to die with. And I just look at their faces. That's it. That's all I think about. You know what What I always do? When we walk on, 
you look at the outside of the plane, you can actually touch the outside of the plane as you're walking on Oh, I see people touch it and like pray. I touch it, and every time I touch it, it touches one of those little screws. Like literally. And the screw goes. It looks like a screw that like is outside on my deck that I can literally get a screwdriver and undo You tell one of the flight attendants, hey, I touched one of the screws. It actually moved a little bit. I'm like, if this little thing is connected by screws, like that you just get a Phillips screwdriver and screw it in with, like. There's just a chance. Like, there's a good chance that this plane may fall apart in the air. Like it's crazy that it's just put together by a bunch of screws. Do you guys but, have a Phillips screwdriver on board? <laughs> I touched one can of those we screws that one? out there and it moved. I thought. <laughs> can we tighten that one just a smidge? I'm not worried about it though. It doesn't scare me. But it's I, I think about it. it's normal. Do you, Ray? No, not really. It, there's so many things in in life that it could just happen and. Car accidents, all kinds of things. When you go to sleep at night, that's a, a fear too. But you're doing something that you normally don't do. You're going up 40,000 feet in the air. And Honestly, just... there's been times I've choked when I've been sleeping. Some have said that I have sleep apnea. Like I, you, It's a person that chokes themselves when they're sleeping. Like with your hands? Yeah, no, not with your hands. You just choke on like your throat and oh. how you breathe. Your breathing patterns change. And there's been times I wake up gasping, maybe once a year. So, Coach, I think, I mean, you could die like that. Car accident, just health things. I, the plane thing, thats I don't think twice about that. I mean, there's stuff every day. Yeah. So let's. you want to end on good news? Sure, absolutely. Larry Fitzgerald will be back in an Arizona good. Cardinals uniform nice. next season. Good for him. Nobody will pick him up in fantasy. Let's hope no, he stays. No, you have to. He's automatic. Let's, you, let's Larry hope he Fitzgerald, stays healthy. Everybody says, oh, uh, there's no way he can keep doing it. Every year he puts up solid fantasy stats. Solid, solid, solid. And So you're going to get him. Well. <laughs> I wouldn't touch him. I will. Two years ago, I should have played him in the championship. I didn't play him, and I played Crabtree. Fitzgerald had 17 points. I would have won the championship. Instead, Crabtree had zero. I lost the championship. This year, I played against Fitzgerald in the championship, and he had 16 points. I mean, he's playing because he feels like— He loves it. Oh, just because he loves it? I think because he loves it. He doesn't look at the Cardinals next year and just be like, I feel like we have a chance. No. No. And also, here's a feel-good story. The Oakland A's— Open up their season over in Tokyo, and they are going to be playing the Seattle Mariners, Ichiro, from over there. Is he Japanese? Yeah, they signed him back to their team, and he's going to play the two games in Japan and then say, peace out. Is that nice. why they're doing it? Absolutely. It's a feel-good sort of get to play in front of the home crowd. It's very nice. Because they, they, he was on the roster this year. They released him in May, and they signed him now, and he's going to play the first two games. Swan slap song. a base hit, you know, bunt two of them. Did I remember when Ichiro was the sh- like he was? He was just he is going to the Hall of Fame unanimous. It was amazing to watch. Like he was just awesome. He never he had, came close to winning though. I remember the one right. awesome year they went to the playoffs and like got beat right away. <laughs> they won the most games ever for the Mariners and they went to the playoffs and I'm almost think they got beat in the first round. So he never really did get strive towards that world. Three thousand hits and he had a crazy. cannon. Yeah, a did. cannon. How old is he? 45 years old. I mean, he looks, it's sad. Like now he puts on a, a, a uniform yeah, and it, the legs, are, the pants are all so, uh, sagging and it looks like the belt is in the, the last notch. Like it just looks, it looks rough. I mean, it's awesome to see him go though, man. He was a great ball player. Yeah. So, all right, everybody, enjoy this terrible podcast. No, it's fine. Uh, you already, if you got to this point, I'm going to be impressed. If you got to this point, you got a boring commute. You should probably think twice about the job you have. Look, if you even got the point, the if you got past Lunchbox's tweet, 
I mean, congrats. De-promoting our podcast. <laughs> While we're recording the podcast. Yeah. All right. All Everybody right. have a wonderful day. Hit us up on Twitter. Sore Loser Show on Twitter. Thank you, Matt Overton, for joining the podcast. That was a good, yeah, was a good Pitts, conversation. Yeah, Pitts, thank you to you. Pitts. No locks today. Uh, hope to be back with a lock on Friday. I'll I got a lock. <laughs> I got a lock. sounds so sad. I got a lock. No locks today. Uh, Coach, ahead, I'm honest. Locks. I'm exhausted from the early show we did. We're going to keep complaining about overtime tomorrow. That's a lock. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, thanks for listening. Goodbye. You can take it to the bank. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.